Nick. Nick Pilatus, how you doing? You can make, listen about that money I owe you. Oh, that's not what you called. Okay, great. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you little star over there. Sammy Walker. Yeah. It's his birthday coming up. Right, okay. Yeah, mate, always happy to help. What's he chasing? Do I know Pokemon? Yeah, mate, I remember those little guys from when I was a kid. Yeah. He's still right into it. Bedspreads and everything. Okay. Yeah, whatever floats his boat, mate. Right, what's he chasing? A real-life Pikachu. Uh, Nick, you do realise they're not real. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have to yell. Oh, yep. It's a lot of foul language. Yep. No, I understand, mate. Yep, whatever whatever he wants, he, he gets. Yep, yep. Okay. All right, so I'll just write that down. So one Pikachu by next week, of course. Yep. And a second bedspread. Yep, just writing that down now. Oh, you got to run? Oh, hang on for me. Love you too. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 30. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, it's just me and Coz, which we're excited about, but got a few troops down. Coz, I reckon it's magic round. I reckon we've still got D and we've still got Dana. They're probably still trapped there in Brizzy, um, still recovering from what was uh, a huge weekend. But uh, anyway, before we dive into that, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one. And a two, and a one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. So, cause for those that haven't yet listened to episode 29, first of all, stop this recording, jump out, download, listen to episode 29 because it was awesome. Uh, because for those that haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, um, give us a little bit of an insight into Magic Round because, you know, what an event, what a festival. It, it, it's great for the game, isn't it? Yes, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm spewing on got to go to one day. I had to work on Sunday and I missed out on tickets on Saturday. So that's on me. But um, yeah, it just, it was a good vibe around the city. Um, despite the weather, there were jerseys everywhere, uh, people catching up. Like they're talking about the rugby league family there. Um, like, like Dana flew up and um, the people like from all over coming into the one city to enjoy a huge amount of rugby league and um, all, all around as well. There was just flags and colourful shirts and the retro jerseys are getting a, a, a big showing as well everywhere and flags and just it was just good to have so many people enjoying rugby league together. Yeah, so. I think so too. You know, sometimes we can be quite critical of the game that we love, you know, but I hate to say this as a New South Welshman, but, you know, you put it into the heartland of rugby league up there in Queensland in Brizzy and, you know, it, it's it's a, it's an awesome celebration of rugby league and just goes to show that this is a really special sport and all of the different jerseys and uh, getting everyone around, um, it was, yeah, it was really special. All right, well, let's have a look at the run sheet, my friend, and see what uh, Dana stitched us up with tonight. Again, trying to give our listeners a little bit of a, a bit, bit more of an insight into us as panellists. Uh, the question that she's got, or oh, she's gone TV series, cause what's our favourite TV series? Um, yeah, take it away. Uh, I'm going to go with The Wire. Um, it was, I don't know if it's a bit of a boring answer because it's one of the ones that a lot of people talk about at the start of the prestige television era type ones. Um, but I very much, when I watched it, it very much, um, I thought it was very cleverly written, well acted, um, 
just a lot of interesting themes there and, and how each season was broken up into a different sort of focus point. Uh, but I very much liked The Wire. Yeah, I like that. So 2002, five series, uh, yeah, five seasons, a um, bit of a crime drama. I like it. I like it. <laughs> look, for me, um, it, look, it's no contest. Would you call it a TV series? I think so, kind of. <laughs> Possibly, Band of Brothers. Uh, for those that haven't seen it, um, you know, what are you doing with your life? You've really got to sit back, reflect on that for a moment, really question your existence. But no, look, Band of Brothers is is truly special. Uh, fun fact: um, it's my like recovery show. So I've had like anyway, it's, it's for another podcast. I've had about thirty or forty surgeries, and every time I'm, I'm laid up with with an injury um, and can't do anything, I just I just you know uh, sit down and, and watch that TV series. I must have watched it a hundred times. But yeah, pretty special there. Again, Dana and Dee get away with not sharing theirs. So we'll have to um, get that and get that out on the socials. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see their, their taste, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, dive into some footy. Round 11 on its way. Let's jump into our first segment of the night, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's dive into it. Round 11. There's going to be some incredible clashes. And our big feature game this week is uh, the Parramatta Reels coming up against the Manly Warringah Seagulls. This is our Friday night game at 8 o'clock. Because, I mean, it was real. Let, let, let's start with Parramatta to start with. And it was so predictable what happened. Like, you know, for them, to, only the week before, to go out and put on that incredible performance against the Penrith Panthers and then, you know, predictably to, to get that let down the, the following week. Anyway, talk to us a little bit about Parramatta because that was, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much on brand for those guys. So like you said, consistently inconsistent. So, um, but however, they did come up against a pretty tough team, and they did fight back. So um, that is that is something. So that's something they can bring into this week, I think. But yeah, I don't know. It, we talk about a lot of teams in the competition at at the moment. It is hard to get a read on it. You do not understand the results that they're putting up. Um, and how they can go one week and play out of their skins, and the next week be not just not even doing the basics properly. Um, I think the eel, eels aren't as bad as some um, at doing that, but they are just highs and lows. You just want them to find something consistent and, and stick with that. So it makes it a bit easier for people who want to talk about the games. Talking about the halves, you know, Dylan Brown, still very, very young in his NRL career, um, has copped a lot of criticism as a young player. I think everyone expected Dylan Brown to be the 30-year-old Dylan Brown. So that's still very, you know, that, that's still quite a few years away. He's still a young guy, but, you know, is he the best defensive half? Well, he's definitely the best defensive half we have in the game right now, but potentially he's one of the best we've ever seen. Dylan Brown absolutely put shots on people and, you know, very, very physical. And then because that, that's what we've always said is you flip that over to attack and when Dylan runs the football, when, when the Eels are getting... On that front foot, they're building momentum, and Dylan's able to run first. He's pretty unstoppable. He he is a very powerful player for like a small stature against sort of player. He um, does give a hundred percent, and yeah, those hits. Um, you get in trouble for one of those on the weekend, though. But I think yeah, he's, he just has so much power to his game when he and he has so much gusto instead of gutho to his game. So um, I think, and it, it's. 
like like you mentioned, I think um, because you have so much talent and potential as well, people maybe have too high expectations at this early stage, like he's developing um, and and still learning the craft of being a half. So, um, but I think yeah, he'll be he'll he's going to be one that we will enjoy watching develop as he progresses his career. Yeah, and you know if the Parramatta Eels, um, you know, are able to. You know, break their premiership drought. You know, the 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 signing of Mitchell Moses and bringing him over from the West Tigers was, you know, probably one of the best signings in 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 their history because they have worked so hard developing Mitchell into the player that he is today. He certainly came over to the club as not a not not a finished player, and you know, you're partnering Dylan Brown with Mitchell Moses. They're very different types of players, and the maturity um, and the way in which Mitchell's playing at the moment, his composure. You know, he he's. He's not quite Nathan Cleary. We know that, but he's very, very similar in terms of his kicking game is absolutely elite. And, you know, if they're, if they're in trouble, he, he's able to sort of, you know, kick them out of trouble, which is pretty impressive. You know, one of the things that we will talk about, though, is, you know, if Parramatta are to take that next step, they need a few other players to come with them. You know, there are some players in, in, in some incredible form at the moment. Um, you know, two players that are leaving. So, you know, for me, if I was a Parramatta Reels uh, supporter, I would be absolutely desperate to see the best of Isaiah Papali'i and Reed Marnie. I really feel like over the last few weeks they're starting to play their best football. Okay, you're leaving the club, the Tigers and the Bulldogs respectfully, but you know if they can continue in, you know with their form, I think that's going to be a big part of their success. And then you know the player who really gets me to the television set when it comes to the Parramatta Eels is Junior Bolo. I think. Junior is a very, very unique talent. I mean, because someone's got to tell him that he's not a halfback. Like, I, I don't, I don't. Know. I disagree. I think, I think, let him go free. Like, he can, he can do it. Like, oh. let him go in the halves. Let him absolutely <laughs> let him roam free. Exactly. I love it. Let's let's put the number seven jersey <laughs> on him because we we haven't seen this before. This isn't normal to have someone who is so big, so physical leading from the front, you know, arguably the best front rower in the world, but he is so silky with his hands and his ball playing. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, he's a triple threat and an incredible player there, Junior Polo, and uh, Junior Polo, sorry, trying to, you know, improve our pronunciations here at Mojo as well. But, um, yeah, Parramatta Reels, definitely on the rise. Um, you know, fell a little bit short to the Roosters last week, but they'll be keen to get the job done this week. All right, Cos, let's flip it over to the other team, uh, the Manly Seagulls. What's who, what's doing? Who saw that? Who saw that coming? I did not. I did not see that at all. Again, like another team that have been a bit inconsistent, but not, but not like that. Not in not that, that fashion either. Um, but the crowd loved it, so it was. A, <laughs> they loved seeing it, but it was just just to to watch the the football. I I don't understand what is going on there. Like. With the players they've got as well, they just, I don't know, sometimes you just have a really, really, really off night and that maybe is the case in um, the game when so dependent on momentum that they just could not get any of it back at all. But I don't, I have no words on, I cannot was, explain what happened. Well, that's right. They, they, they were ambushed and you don't expect an experienced football team to get ambushed. You know, some of the younger teams in the competition, some of the teams at the bottom of the, of the table, yes, that happens. 
As a Knights fan, I know that a little too well. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it, it was very surprising to see some of the experienced players not be able to sort of, you know, rein it back in and get things under control. And I think that's that's something that, you know, Manly have been quite successful at in the past is, you know, have they been perfect for 80 minutes each and every week? No, they haven't. You know, this year's definitely been not where they were last year. It's obvious to see that. But, yeah, you know, they, they really uh, had very few answers. And, you know, there's players in form there. Because first thing I'd be doing is I'd be pulling Tom Travojevic off the field. He is clearly not 100% fit. And, you know, what, why do we play this game of the NRL if it's not to win a competition? You are not winning the competition if Tom Travojevic is not 100% fit. Because we, we've got State of Origin coming up. I, I, I just don't understand how Tom's going to be able to play through, whether they're niggling injuries, whether they're a little bit worse than that. I love his bravery, but I, 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 th- I think Manly you've got to sit Tom to try and get him back to... Because, you know, we just want to see last year's Tom, obviously, and, you know, Manly, they're going to need to. I think, again, because he is such a good player, you know, at 80%, 70%, he can still make a difference, which is, I think, probably why they're still playing him like this. But, I don't know, maybe just, like you said, have a bit of patience and then let him get fully recovered, fully back to where he needs to be, and then he can destroy oppositions like he did previously. But... Perhaps that's it. it I, I think, you know, there are other players that they can call on if they need to or, you know, even if they're obviously not at the same level, they'll develop and it will be better for the, the team in the long run. But I don't know, it's probably because they, they know what he can do and hope if he can do half of that, it'll help the team. But I don't know, you need you need everyone else playing 100% if he's not fully fit. So, again, though, it still doesn't explain no. the, the performance. So, I don't <laughs> It was, the, the whole team has to answer for that. Yeah, no, that's right. Look, you know, Tom was getting run down by by forwards. That that's where, and, and it's been for a couple of weeks. So, you know, they, they've definitely got to sort that out. But you know, Cooler Garrick, you know, move them the fullback, freshen him up a little bit, and um, yeah, look, I I think you know Desi would have uh, read them the right act for sure. Um, you know, this is definitely going to be a little bit of a bounce back for them as well. And Olakwara too. You know, he's a he's a very um, very interesting player because there's a few injuries in and around some of the state of origin players. I think there are going to be a few players that might get a debut. He, he's someone that I know that Freddie's probably looking at. So yeah, there's there's a few players here that have a lot. Um, yeah, there's a lot riding on this. Uh, not to mention the fact that I want another spray from Desi Hasler this week. That's for sure. And they're coming up against a very good football team in Parramatta. All right, cause no sitting on the fence. Let's offer our predictions here. Uh, yeah, what's your thoughts, Parramatta Manly? I don't know. Um, I don't. Manly can't be as bad as they were. They honestly can't. But I think the eels just. Uh, I'm going to go the eels. I think they just they just showed a lot more, and they they're due for a win because they've lost last week. So maybe it's time to win. Just seems to be the pattern. So. Um, I'll go the Eels. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm with you. I think that, that's the problem. I think it's going to be bounce back, bounce back. I think Manly's going to bounce back. I think Parramatta's going to bounce back. What does that kind of mean? I think I think Parramatta get them in a close one. But, um, yeah, th- this won't be another blowout. Um, you know, there, there's way too much experience in that Manly team for that to happen again. So, yeah, I, I think Eels are going to be very, very close. I, I think there's only one try in this one. All right, well, let's move it through to our next feature game of round 11. Uh, This one is going to be an absolute beauty as we see the North Queensland Cowboys coming up against the Melbourne Storm. Um, Hashtag gamble responsibly because the punters have no idea what they're doing here. There's a lot of mixed feelings in around this. I think Melbourne are favourites, heavy favourites. It's it's going to be very interesting. Anyway, Cos, let's, let's give a little bit of love to the Cowboys because... They are a serious football team and a pleasure to watch at the moment. Yeah, five in a row, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying them. Um, I think 
I don't know. The, they still don't have the hype, I don't think. I, I don't know if people have the belief in them. Um, again, I, I don't know because they have been, have been this far away from the top of the ladder for a few years. They have, have had a few struggles. But I think, I don't know, I just love watching them. And just the turnaround from the start of the season, I think, um, again, I was one going, what's, what's doing like what? What's Todd's plan? What are we doing? What's doing with J- Big JT? How how far is he going to minutes is he going to play? What's the long term goal here? And um, he, they are showing that they do have a plan, and it's going quite swimmingly at the moment. I don't want to jinx them because it is very good to have um, North Queensland doing well. Um, it is perhaps time to believe the hype, but the only thing is now they had no pressure on them. Like they've. No one expected them to do much and everyone's happy to see them doing well. But now that they, you know, five in a row, bit of expectation now, maybe a bit of pressure, that'll be the interesting thing, I think, to see how they react to having people actually thinking that they might be able to win uh, and go, you know, go quite well into and deep into the season. So that that's the difference, I think, with people's sort of changing mindsets and how that will affect the playing group as well. Yeah, I like that. The hunter becomes a hunted and definitely going to be foreign territory for this football team. I think there's a there's a lot to be impressed about when it comes to the Cowboys. You know, I, I think they're a football team and there's been a few. I, you know, I remember looking at Brisbane's team list, you know, um, sort of a couple of years ago. They were awful on the field, but I, I just couldn't understand it. They had so many, you know, you know, high quality young players. You know, you look at the Cowboys, and it's all starting to make sense. You know, Scotty Drinkwater is playing unbelievable football at fullback. There was some awkward, you know, confusion in and around the spine. You know, if things had gone differently, the Cowboys could have potentially lost Scott. So, yeah, it's great to see him emerge because, you know, Cowboys have not been able to figure out that fullback job. And I really feel like Scott has just said, it is my jersey you know, hammer, your time will come, you know, centers, wing, you know, you, you figure that out. But, you know, this fullback is my position because, you know, Scott just brings a little bit more um, to that position. I, th- I feel like he's a little bit of a playmaker. And and in the modern game, you need someone who can create from that position. And I feel like Scott can do that. So, um, yeah, look, you know, shout out to Scotty for, um, for digging in there and playing good football. Kyle Felt, have we seen a player in better form at his age? I mean, he is knocking down the door for origin. Valentine Holmes, you know, the, the memories of him being in the New York Jets uh, helmet are over. He's definitely got that NRL rugby league body back, his conditions, he's, you know, got his confidence back and he's finally found a position. And, you know, that that's probably as simple and as difficult it's been for, for Todd Payton is you need to find the best positions for all these players because they've certainly got the depth in their roster it's just where do you play all these players? So Scotty Drinkwater at fullback, Valentine Holmes is working out in the centres. Um, Peter Hiku, you know, he's turning back the clock as well. And uh, Murray Tuolagi, that flick pass last, I mean, that was, you know, we're, we're never going to see that again. That, that was that was beautiful. That was incredible. And, you know, another player who's probably um, eligible to play for Queensland. So, you know, they're yep. slightly building yes, up is. their stocks as well. Uh, and then, you know, look at the halves again, you know, each and every week. You know, I've got a lot of love for Chad. Everyone knows that. But he was exactly the type of player they needed, that composure, the ability to stay patient. To your point, because there are so many teams in the competition at the moment that are struggling to play 80 minutes of football. So that becomes so much more valuable to have a veteran half in your side because you can play that patience game. And that's the thing about the Cowboys is they were even down last weekend. They don't panic. 
They stick to the game plan. They grind you down, and they wait for you to make a mistake. And they're confident in their in their in their systems and in their structure. And yeah, Chatty Townsend playing well, and Tom didn't. If there was one bloke in the competition that deserved to have some some opportunities to win some football games, it was Tommy Dearden. You know, this is a kid who, I mean, we all get it, right? This kid is super, super talented. He's just been in bad systems. He's been very unfortunate. And again, cause you know, if things had been a little bit different, maybe we lose him. But uh, Tommy Dearden, you know, he's starting to to get a bit of a feel for what it's like to win football games, and he's building some confidence. Yeah, um, very happy to see him playing well. I think um, I don't. I think. When he first came on, he was he was too young, and there was a lot of pressure, and he didn't uh, he needed a lot more maybe guidance there. So the fact that he's been able to come back home, he is a North Queensland kid from Mackay, um, and being well supported, and he he has spoken about how much Chad has brought to his game, and just having him there. Um, so and Tommy still gets to do his thing and, and try what he wants to try, but just knowing that there's someone experienced there alongside him to help him, like I, I'm very much enjoying and happy to see Tommy playing well because I think, um, yeah, there was a, a lot of expectation unfairly put on him very, very early. So he's kind of blossoming now, which is good to see. Yeah, uh, shell-shocked, I reckon. He, he sort of arrived at that club. He, he was, he was um, you know, he, he had some some horror experiences um, to start his career. But, yeah, agreed. Great to see him um, playing so well because the, the, the talk of the town, the player that's on everyone's lips at the moment is Ruben. I know. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it straight over to you because, again, you, you know, this is what I'm talking about. You had all of these talented players, um, a lot of depth, but they're all playing in the wrong positions. Todd Payton had to figure that out, and a big part of that puzzle was Ruben Connor. Yeah, another Queenslander who is eligible. Lovely to see. <laughs> I think um, for me, the Ruben Cotter story I like to see is how well he's playing now. The fact that the Cowboys did stick by him. He had a lot of injury woes. Um, he's, how many seasons did he lose from having terrible injuries? And the fact that he's been able to come back, play as well, like, He's always been talented. He made sort of junior rep um, Queensland teams, so everyone knew that he's a talent. But um, just you know, sometimes when you get that many injuries, it is hard to come back to to your best and even have the motivation to come back. And he and he's done it a few times. And I think just that that fire fire in his belly has been showing. And the and just also just loving the the flowing mullet when he's just running through the middle of the field and being able to score tries. So. Um, but yeah, just I think he's one too. Like he's still a younger player. The Cowboys have a lot of those guys that have. Um, they are still young, but they've got the, a bit of experience playing together now at this level. Those you know the back rowers that they've got, again young players, but quite experienced now at the NRL level. And it's the, everything just seems to be clicking. So yeah, I'm touching them because I don't want to jinx them because I really do like seeing the Cowboys performing well. Um, and just having the, the young guys really stepping up. Um, I, like you mentioned, the experienced players there, it's just the balance seems to be quite good at the moment and um, hopefully that can continue for them. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because, you know, people aren't quite buying in yet because mm. they want to see them, you know, go and, go and you know, put a performance on the Melbourne Storm, put a performance on the Penrith Panthers. The reality is because, you know, we're going to move over now to the Storm. No Pappenhausen, Jerome Hughes, you know, still in doubt. No Nelson off of Solomona. Everyone, you know, people expect the Cowboys to get this victory, but because despite despite those outs, it's still it, it's going to be difficult because obviously the Manly players would have got absolutely sprayed by Des Hasler. Craig Bellamy, he would have been absolutely disgusted in their performance. I mean, 
you know, again, gamble responsibly, but a sure thing is the Melbourne Storm bouncing back here and having an all-time performance. But anyway, talk to us a little bit about Melbourne Storm because that was very un-Melbourne-like last week. Yeah, and I do, I think uh, we knew that perhaps would be out, but then having the late withdrawal of Hughes as well, I think that would have changed a lot of people's thoughts on the game and um, a couple of injuries that happened during the game. So they were just, again, you can't blame injuries, but the fact that they weren't able to put anywhere near their, their top line team on the field obviously had a big effect. Um, but still, it's a Craig Bellamy coach team and you'd expect 100% effort from, on every play. And there were still some good performances and I think they still, and they still have some stars in there, in there that can, can you know, cause some damage like Monsters, career best form, as we've been talking about. Harry Grant is pushing up there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. For this this week, that they would have worked a lot on defence, I'd say. I, I don't, I don't there's, a, there's a lot for them to work on and, and I, Bellamy is a scary man, but I'm very interested to, to have heard what he said to them after that game and how to prepare for this game. I think, you know, you know Craig Bellamy's approach to that would have been grabbing each one of those players individually, like all 17, and, and like visibly screaming in their face, like but having like an like an individual spray set up for them. No, look, it, 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 it is interesting, and I, and I think there's going to be an over-adjustment to this, you know. You know, losing to the Penrith Panthers, there's no shame in that. Obviously, with all the situation, the rain, you know, different sort of circumstances within that game, this is the... This is going to be a massive trap game for the Cowboys. The, the Melbourne Storm are going to be ready to ambush the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are coming in um, with pretty good form, but again, looking to test themselves against one of the top teams. I cannot wait for this game. You know, one of the things I would say about the Melbourne Storm is they they have lost their edge when it comes to their middles, in my opinion, especially without Nelson. So, you know, mm-hmm. Ryan Pappenhausen, he's been cutting them to pieces. You've spoken about Munster. You've spoken about Harry Grant. But I'm talking about that middle pack forwards. I don't necessarily feel like they put any fear, and, and, and that's where I feel like the Cowboys will be really confident they can match it with Melbourne. They'll be able to go toe-to-toe with Melbourne's forwards. So, uh, look, this is going to be incredible. Clash, Coles, good luck pick, uh, tipping this one. Where, where are you going? I don't know. I'm, I do want – I want to see the Cowboys win, but I think – I don't know. I think it's hard to tip against the Storm even if they had no players left. It's still hard to tip against them just because they, they won't – I don't think they'll put in two poor performances back-to-back. And it, they and if they're um, – you know, the, the ethos of their team is the next man up. So you think whoever they pick, they're going to have to be putting in 100%. So – I'll go storm in a close one, and I'm not confident at all. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for this game. Uh, look for me. I, I know my mate uh, Chad Townsend listens to the podcast, so I can't tip against him. We're going to have to go the Cowboys here, but uh, gamble responsibly, guys. That's all I can say. Because Melbourne, they're going to be coming in hot. This is going to be um, an incredible game of football. All right, well, let's jump into our last segment uh, of the night, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, let's jump into the remaining games for round 11. Uh, and the first one I've got for you, the mighty 14th place Newcastle Knights coming up against the Brisbane Broncos. Because, uh, you know, this is this is going to be a challenge. You know, one of the things I would say is it's great to see, um, you know, the Knights starting to get a few players back. Um, you know, I, you know, David Klemmer has been really impressive this year. I, I've, been, I've been really happy with his performance. But, 
you know, with Mitch Barnett going out with his suspension, one of the things that I was a little bit disappointed with the Knights was well, a lot of things, but it was their forward pack. You know, I did expect more out of the Safidi brothers. And, you know, when, when when Mitch Barnett sort of left and, you know, we lost a little bit of that aggression, a little bit of that mongrel in the middle, um, you know, I felt like there was a little bit too much pressure there on Clemmer. So, you know, one of the things I'm looking for when it comes to the Knights off the back of that win uh, against the Bulldogs um, is just simplicity and you know, can they beat the Brisbane Broncos at the moment? You know, that's going to be a big call. But what they can do is they can compete physically. Uh, Daniel Saifidi, there is no reason why he can't be, you know, the best forward in the competition. And he just hasn't been playing that way this year. So uh, for me, all eyes will be on Daniel. Everyone's quick to point at Kalen Ponga, but there's some other players, players that really need to step up. We're starting to see a little bit of class come back into the outside backs. You know, we're desperately waiting for Dane Gagai to return. You know, he'll bring a different edge to us. But, yeah, look, at the moment, uh, still a little bit patchy. Um, I'm still, you know, sort of checking my emails, looking at the recruitment drive for next year at the moment to sort of help us. But, um, yeah, look, can't complain. Broke the drought, broke the seven games. Um, Good to get a victory last weekend. Look, the Brisbane Broncos uh, look a little bit ahead of schedule, in my opinion, and that's because, you know, when you think about, you know, Moneyball and, and some of the, the players in your salary cap who are not getting paid a lot of money but are playing well above and beyond their contract, players like Selwyn Cobbo and a few other players, they are playing outstanding football at the moment, and, you know, that's what it takes to play finals football, and, you know, some of the performances I've seen during moments for the Brisbane Broncos is they can cause some problems in this competition. So the Newcastle Knights part of me really wants to pick the Knights here, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to be in for a difficult night at home there in Newcastle. Um, I'm going to say they keep it close, but I think I think Broncos are going to pip them. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo uh, for a couple of tries there. All right, let's move through to uh, Friday, the 6 o'clock game, where we see the West Tigers come up against... Well, the Canterbury Bulldogs now, again, you know, rugby league changes so quickly. Only a few weeks ago, we were, think, we were looking at the West Tigers' dysfunction and there was so much pressure on Madge and, you know, the, the club just seemed to be imploding. I think there was a few articles written about getting them out of the competition. Well, times have changed. Jackson Hastings, he's come in. He's brought a real tough edge to them. Do they win each and every week? Of no, obviously they don't. They're still fifteenth. They're at the bottom of the ladder. But you know they're competing. They're trying hard. They're just unable to put an eighty-minute performance together. A few things are not going their way when it comes to that team, and they're still trying to find their best seventeen. Again, this is a team without Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey at his absolute best would make this team two to three places on the ladder better immediately. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see Adam come back into this team. But, look, the West Tigers, um, yeah, they continue to fight. The Canterbury Bulldogs, obviously we've all heard the news. Trent Barrett is our, is the first scalp uh, when it comes to head coaches fired. You know, dramatic circumstances there that has some pretty big implications for the club. You know, I, for me... After a coach gets sacked, you're, you're, you know, you'll always see like a little bit of a step up from this club. But, you know, one of the weird things about this Bulldogs team is they still tend to complete at a high rate. Defensively, they do have their moments. It's just their attack. It's god-awful. This team cannot score points, and, and it's just not acceptable. There are players in this team that are very, very skillful, and, yeah, you know, obviously fans deserve more, and that's why they, they've gone to make a, a change. But, you know, this has pretty big implications because, 
Look, that Matty Burton situation is getting pretty scary. He can start to negotiate with other clubs from November, um, and uh, obviously they're on the lookout for a new head coach. In saying all that, where am I going here? Look, I'm going to go Tigers, um, but I'm going to see a little bit of a dramatic bounce back from the Bulldogs. I'm going to keep this one close. Tigers by two. Uh, And my final game is Saturday, uh, 3 o'clock. Coz's mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, after a bit of a dramatic, depressing golden point loss to the Gold Coast Titans last week, take on... Well, the New Zealand Warriors. Now, this is what it's... (laughs) The New Zealand Warriors make sports analysis so incredibly difficult. Um, You know, if you want uh, to watch a game that really reflects the New Zealand Warriors franchise over the past decade, go back and watch last week's game because that first 40 minutes was not NRL standard. Um, It was some of the worst defense I think I've ever seen. Their attack... Every part of their game was awful. And then the second 40 minutes was incredible. They flipped the switch and, again, they just showed you how much talent is in this roster. I mean, Nathan Brown, if he had a head of hair, he'd be pulling it out at at this football team. And, again, what do you say during the week? It's a very difficult team to be coaching. But, um, look, all they've got to do is focus in on that that second-half performance. Um, You know, there was some, obviously, improvement there. As for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, can someone help Ben Hunt? You know, we we really need to start to help this guy. I mean, this is a one-man show. I mean, there are players who have their moments. They have some good games for the St. George Laura Dragons, but way too much inconsistency from some experienced players. Benny Hunt is doing everything he can. He's consistent. He's, uh, you know, leaving it all on the field each and every week. Someone needs to come with him. And, you know, there are some young, flashy players. I know we're really looking to some of the juniors to really help push this Dragons team forward. That's going to come over the next few years. There's some other players in this roster that really need to step up. And, uh, you know, now's an opportunity for them to do it. Only because Coz is staring back at me. I'm going to go the Dragons here. Uh, Dragons to, to defeat the Warriors. All right, Coz, there were my three games. Going to hand you the, the remaining three games of round 11. Take us away. Sydney Roosters v. the Penrith Panthers. Well, I think because the Roosters are finally back home because they've been up in beautiful Queensland for the last two weeks. Um, I think I was going to go straight out with my tip, but I want to tip them um, first. So, I don't know. This is a very hard one to pick because both coming off pretty decent wins. I know uh, Roosters did let the Eels back in, but the fact that when they were chased, they were able to find another gear and then just push ahead, I think, um, was good signs for them. Obviously, Panthers had a very good win over Storm, but I'm going to say depleted Storm. So, I don't know, that maybe the Roosters had a bit of bit more fight that they had to, to overcome, so... I don't know, controversial kick, a bit of a random one, but I'm going to pick the Roosters to beat Penrith here. Um, The next one is the Rabbitohs and Raiders. Um, They're all hard. So I think you talked about the Warriors there, so that's the Rabbitohs in reverse. So they had an awful second half and they were lucky to win that. So I don't know. They're, again, one of those teams that, like, game to game they're inconsistent and then, Half to half, they're inconsistent here as well. So I don't know. Who shall we pick for this one? Um, Raiders, I think that it was good. They had they finally were able to maintain a first-half lead. I think the long-suffering fans were maybe, is any lead big enough in the first half for the Raiders? I don't know. So the fact that they were able to get that win um, against a fairly decent sharp side as well, um, I don't know. I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. I think just 
again, inconsistently inconsistent, but the fact that they're back at home and they did they did get that win, so they did hang on. So, and the Raiders, I don't know, they're hard they're hard to they're hard to, to tip because week to week, I don't these these teams, they, I don't know. Well, how do we how do we even decide? So, Rabbitohs there for me and. Titans and Sharks. So the Titans finally got a win, um, a well-deserved one. They did play well for that. Uh, they made me a liar from the week before, mm-hmm. saying that they're probably not up to that, to the level of winning yet, but they just needed to compete. And the fact that they did that, they held on. It was a tough win. Um, and, I, and, again, I want a Queensland team to win, so I'll, I'll tip them against the Sharks, who, again, I, what happened there? I don't know what happened in the first half of them. They were just, like, blown off the park. So... These results are very, very hard to make it's, any sense of, and the fact that you know they are a good team, they they have forwards there that should not have allowed them to be blown off the park like that in the first half. Um, they probably would be a bit embarrassed about that. They will have a bounce back. We've mentioned bounce back how many times in the show today, um, but I think the Titans have having tasted win a win again and just knowing what they had to do to get it, and the fact that they're at home. They want, will want to win in front of the Gold Coast home crowd, I think. So tipping the Titans there, probably in an upset because the Sharks are a pretty decent team and I don't think they'll they'll let what happened to them yeah. last week happen again. But those are my tips. A couple of good underdog tips there, that's for sure. Love it. All right, well, let's see how round 11 unfolds. All right, team, well, that's all the time we have tonight. Cos, just want to... Th- Thank you. Always bring the heat as we talk all things rugby league. Uh, great to chat league with you. And, uh, yeah, still recovering from Magic Round last weekend. That was uh, that was pretty special. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support um, here on the NRL show. Uh, how do you continue to support us? Pretty simple. Just continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.